0: Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football and Simpson General. This, this is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, coming off the heels of heels of one of the wilds in NFL history. And I don't say that um, with any exaggeration. I mean, purely, objectively wild. Um, it's certainly the most wild week one I've ever seen watching football, and I've watched it for many, many years. Let's start off with, well, Aaron Rodgers. Oh my goodness. Next story. At all. And something that if you you watched it live, if you heard about it afterwards, I think Trevor and I were talking before we got on the pod, how you just sort of like heard about it. And we're like, no, that's no way. You saw it on Twitter. You happened to catch a headline. You're like, well, that's like, oh, wow, that's a really tough injury. But if you saw it happen live and you saw him, up, you saw him look, at, look for the play call and just fall over, it was one of the weirdest moments I've ever had in sports. I've ever watched anything in sports. It was very, very bizarre.
1: It. It was enemies. absolutely bizarre. Um yeah. No, uh and that's the thing, watching watching it happen, watching the replays, uh there was a whole lot of like uh, you know, armchair quarterback type of diagnosis. A, a lot of doctors were weighing in, say, "Oh, we saw his calf reverberate. We think it's an Achilles tear," which of course is the end of the season for Aaron Rodgers. And uh we really don't like to to give too much credence to that sort of diagnosis. We want to wait, see what the x-rays say. The x-rays say nothing. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the doctors, that are there, that are involved. I mean, it was confirmed for the, uh, the armchair quarterback doctors. It was an Achilles tear. That's what, uh, that's what a lot of doctors saw when they saw the calf reverberate the way it did. And it was, what, was it three or four plays in, to his career as a jet Aaron Rodgers' career with the jets is uh, severely limited if not over Uh, and it's just, it's a real mix of reactions, you know, you know, from one perspective, it's high drama, it's week one, it's impactful. It's, it's, it's high entertainment. Uh, Someone like myself is a little torn, you know, uh, a diehard Vikings fan, an avid anti Aaron Rodgers guy. Uh, Part of me wants to be rejoiceful, but that is uh, quickly overshadowed by a much stronger part of my NFL fandom. And that is knowing that even at this advanced age where I think Aaron Rodgers is a little overhyped, the league is not as good without him. It's it's not easy for me to say that. I I certainly couldn't. I I'll certainly admit that wasn't my gut reaction. My gut reaction was, hell yeah, I uh, don't like this guy. I've always been opposed to him, but uh, but reason prevails. And the truth is, the NFL is is not as good with Zach Wilson instead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so the outlook for the season for the Eagles is a little dire. And yet. They beat, arguably, the best team in the division, certainly the team that's been in the Super Bowl window the longest recently in that division. Uh, they, they, they defeated Josh Allen without Aaron Rodgers, uh, a four-turnover game for Josh Allen. He absolutely had one of the worst games of his career, terrible showing, and, uh, and the Jets' defense, good Lord, uh, taking it to overtime, playing you know, smash-mouth football, and then a walk-off was it a punt return, punt return for a touchdown to end the game? Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. A statement by these jets without the Aaron Rodgers that they, uh, that they sacrificed so much to bring in. So it's, uh, you know, after, after week one, even with this, just, just this one matchup, we have some, some high drama, some of the best drama I've ever seen in the league. And, uh, Man, it, it's, it's just great to have the regular season back. Yeah, no question.
0: Um, and look, look, we're going to talk about the rest of the year. So I won't go like, on and on. Cause we got a lot to talk about today. I mean, it's just week two of the NFL. Sure. No doubt. Um, no doubt. So, But yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You said everything that I think need to be said. In addition to that, um, it's the Jets. So what did you expect? What did you expect? What did you expect? Do you think they're going to go swimmingly and they're going to be Super Bowl contenders? I'm not saying we all expected them to tear his Achilles; just didn't expect it to be smooth.
1: <laughs> and it wasn't. Well, and, and as good as their performance was in the face of immediate adversity, getting the win against the Bills, no, it, uh, yeah. the 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 season prediction yeah. for the Jets has to has to recede. They're not as they're not expected to win as many games as they would with aaron Rodgers, so so that comes back the other direction but at the same time week one win over the bills division rival stacked division really tough division i even i mean we'll get to it later but the patriots even with a week one loss they look better than i expected them to it's a it's a pretty close race in the uh in the afc east and uh the bills are starting down one while trying to get to the super bowl it's uh it's pretty entertaining in a work. yeah yeah in addition to that week one featured the
0: buffalo losing cincinnati losing kansas city losing um the chargers losing i mean you know four of your theoretically top seven teams in the nfl or in the afc excuse me uh or and one that's pretty crazy you know, I mean, if you were betting last week, and we did the best we could predict the games on this podcast. You know, that's what we do. You know, based upon our own informed opinions and evidence, things we see on the field, and just whatever we, whatever we read, our own guts and our football instincts. You, I don't think anybody predicted that. did that, anybody.
1: Oh, uh, it, it, it's very unpredictable. Um, you know, my, myself as a Vikings fan, starting zero and one at home against Tampa Bay. You know, they have a great defense. Uh, Baker Mayfield, when he plays well, he plays really well. Uh, I, did, I do not expect the Vikings to do as well as they did last year, winning 11 one-score games to go 13 and four. I expect a regression. I'm still hopeful that they finish above 500, but starting the season 0 and one against Tampa Bay and on a short week against the Eagles, uh, you know. I I I don't want to spoil it, but I predict the Vikings will go zero and two to start the season. That that's a tough way to start if you're trying to make the playoffs or even trying to finish with a winning, with a winning record. Uh, a lot of good teams lost in week one. A lot of them, sure did, sure did. And we almost had a, almost had a couple more
0: that were upset. Uh, Philadelphia being one of them. Uh, and you know we could have had probably the most unpredictable week one of almost all time. Potentially, if there was a couple more upsets, um, which we didn't have. I mean, Jacksonville looked like they're on the ropes against Indy for a bit until uh, Richardson got hurt. Uh, if, I mean, the Raiders, they'd be
1: Denver at home. And we'll get to that. Absolutely. You know, no, it's, I, it's, it's, this whole weekend, yeah, it all started with uh, the Lions and, and the that, Chiefs. I mean that, that kind of set the tone for week Absolutely. one. Absolutely.
0: So we'll all that in a bit. Trevor, you do you do you know the best thing is on on top of all talk? Do you know what do you know what would be you know what would be the garnish that? that would really add a lot of seriousness to this to the talk we're having right, right now? Or are we talking well, about the know, Trevor. Well Trevor, I, think, I think that if we just took this whisk, right? Now I, 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 hear me out. If we just whisk whist up some gravy on the grill or on the stove over a fire, hell, even over a lighter, whatever you prefer. I think you would get some great, great gravy um, coming off of week one and definitely not over any of these picks. Depends, you know. This is the waiver wire. This is where you live and die, okay? This is what happens because if you're like me and somehow you lost, even though you had Saquon Barkley, John Smith, Aaron Jones, DJ Moore, DJ Moore, have other people in your lineup, and Brandon Ayuk on the bench, which I called, by the way, I did call that, that he was going to have over 100 yards and two, two touchdowns. So the gravy worked, right? It always does. Um, uh, <laughs> you, you know, might be looking somewhere. Okay. a tough week one. And, and if that's the case, like guys, on each each important to pick up, first off, starting with our boy, love 55% of the rosters he's 55% of rosters across ESPN, Yahoo. He's currently rostered in um, it's 245 yards, three, t- three touchdowns. He going against Atlanta, seventh in OPA, or FPA. Excuse me, point in week one, but that, but that was against uh, rookie for a quarterback. His first start. I do believe Jordan Lenz is going to repeat performance this week, and I think he, he should be your number one pickup. He's a stream quarterback, but I think he's going to stay on your roster as a backup at the very least. Christian Watson will be. Um, that's a huge plus. He didn't play last week. And I, I just the him against Atlanta, man. I, I think it's at, uh, it's at Atlanta. It's indoors. It's going to be an over. I think it's 40 and a half. That's an over in my opinion. And so I, I Jordan loved to, to light it up a little, little bit. In addition to that, it's going on the running backs. This is a twofer. for here. JK, J.K. Dobbins is out. Uh, torn Achilles. It's just a big week for Achilles tears. Poor those four p- parts of your feet, you know, man, just the most fragile part, the most the tiniest muscle, the tiniest tendon, just so so vulnerable. so vulnerable. Gus Edwards, Gus the Bus, your boy Gus the Bus, and Justice Hill rostered, respectfully. thirty eight percent of leagues and three percent of leagues, um, taking over the over the, the starting running duties. Justice Hill had two, had two touches on three carries last week, crazy crazy, and Gus the Bus, two yards, run heavy defense going at Cincinnati this week going to be raining, 44 under, half to take two running backs in Baltimore. Receivers. Uh, uh, I don't even know where this came from, but Puka Nakua, right? Wide receiver for the L.A. Rams, oh, 10 catches, 15 targets last 119 yards. The wide receiver, receiver one in L.A. Cooper Cup out for his, I it I could be a while from, from what I hear about. And go-to target for him. Pukunukua, 2-2 out well, rostering 11%, 5% of leagues, respectfully. Both had over 120 yards last year. It's actually a pretty decent defense, Seattle. Going at, uh, no, they're home against them. Center, against them, center 4.5 over under. I like both of those guys. Tight end, right? I said five. Uh, we're at five. But, I get six. Can't count. I have a master's degree, not in math, okay? Um, Going, going to position, um, um guy, man, really impressed me. I watched the New England game thoroughly. Obviously, I'm a New England fan. Hunter Henry rostered in 15% of leagues. Five catches, 56 yards, one touchdown this week. Had oh, to be, one of the greatest that's one-handed low. catches. Fourth and eight last week that you'll ever see. Ever see. Incredible. He's only rostered in 15%. Well, and that's,
1: of that's what people have lost. People have lost sight of that, okay? Hunter Henry... Uh you know, a, a receiver, including tight ends, they're only as good as the offense they're on, the person throwing the ball. But Hunter Henry, people, I think, have begun to sleep on. Uh, as that offense matures, uh, Hunter oh. Henry, his stock is only going to go up because we've we've seen what he was able to do in, in uh, L.A, San Diego, whatever it was then. Uh, he, he's a big physical fast athlete if he gets open if he, if the ball's on target you're just going to see uh receptions yeah, okay, okay. Uh, yak touchdowns uh
0: yeah we saw um, that this once week once again one amazing. of the greatest one-handed catches you'll ever see in the most clutch spots fourth and eight one just behind snagged it incredible catch um and 11 percent of leagues 29th day is miami 46 and a half over under you have to pick him up uh, miami's defense is
1: Arley bad? it's bad, I mean, yeah, well we we so we see this with tight ends over and over though, okay, the tight end talent is there. They need somebody that can utilize them, okay, Dallas Goddard really blossomed when he made it to Philadelphia, okay, uh, Hunter Henry, uh, he's somewhat limited by his quarterback, Mac. But uh, as the season goes on, I think you'll see more and more of this. I think he's going to be the, uh, the obvious check down option. I think he's going to be a move the chains option. And uh, as the season goes on, he's going to be a bigger and bigger red zone option. Uh, if, you, if you drafted him, that's great. If he's available in your league, like, uh, like Rob said, he's only very what, tiny, tiny, what 15% yeah. of leagues. That, that is, he's very gettable. Um, I'm in a two tight end league, so he's already been snatched up. But if you can get Hunter Henry, I think he's a, a great stash right now. If not, start uh, at this point in the season, especially yeah, just if you're because they, they get used more
0: defense. used to Bill to Bill O'Brien's, um, and they're going against Miami, who nobody can cover on that team. At point last week, they got gashed for 250 yards of ground too. Uh, you got to pick them up. You got to start them this week. It's really simple as that. Sunday night football, forty-six and a half over/under. It's going to be a lot of points scored. All right, Trevor, to the week slate, my friends, because we, we got a lot to talk about. It's the old format. If you're not fami- familiar with it, we pick. Well, we try oh, yeah. to pick between six and seven games that we think are the most worth ta- talking about. sixteen is just not possible in forty-five minutes. So what we'll do is six to seven, six to seven, and then breeze through the rest. So, with that being said, Trevor, follow along with me because we're going to jump around here on this scale, and we'll circle back around to the ones we didn't talk about. But it's easy enough to just start off with a TEM game. It's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a playoff rematch, three and a half point spread. Three the and a half point favorite to Kansas City, even though they're on the road. Over under, over under 51, you know, uh, Jacksonville at home, man. It's a push for me. And you're, if you're telling me, you know I, so I don't, I, I
1: don't know <laughs> so, so this this is my sneaky week two game of the week. Um, because this is great, uh, mostly because of how these two teams are coming into week two. This is a huge opportunity not in a division, but in a, a tight race in the conference. Uh, if the Jaguars can pull off a win here, they're only three and a half point underdogs. Um, this, this would be absolutely huge. Uh, the Chiefs obviously struggling in the pass game uh, going into week one. Kadarius Toney, oh my goodness, uh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, the, the, the social media memes kind of say it all. Just horrendous week one showing by Kadarius Toney. Really feeling the absence of Travis Kelsey. No guarantee that he'll be ready for week two. And the Jaguars, 1-0, off to a great start. Trevor Lawrence knocking the dust off. We we saw him make a huge leap between uh, uh, year one and year two. Here he is in year three. uh, Some upgraded weapons. Uh, Etienne Jr. having a great first week. Calvin Ridley having a great first week. Uh, Eight receptions, 101 yards, a touchdown. Uh, This is a much closer matchup than I expected it to be going into week two. And if the Chiefs aren't careful – They'll be in the same situation as my Vikings, 0-1, trying. sorry, 0-2, trying to get to the playoffs. Um, Kansas City is favored three And and uh, I, I, I'm a little behind. I haven't seen that Travis Kelsey is around. If Travis Kelsey is is, is playing in Week 2, it's a game-changer. That's, that's who he is by definition, a game-changer. But right now, without Travis Kelsey in the lineup, uh, I, I don't hesitate to start this week with an upset. I think the Jaguars play excellent defense. I think the offense is humming on all eight cylinders. Uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are good. I, I don't want to throw any shade at Andy Reid or that roster. Uh, they got a deal worked out with uh, was it Chris Jones? He'll be back in the lineup, so the Chiefs' defense will be better than they were in for Week One. But that being said, I, I, I really do feel like the Jaguars are. The Detroit Lions of the AFC, and uh, this feels uh, this feels like an uh, 0-2 start for the Chiefs. I'm taking the Jaguars to upset this week. I think they 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 beat that three and a half point spread. I'm definitely taking the over 51 points. I think these defenses go off, especially in week two. Um, I'm I'm a little uh, hesitant on big offense in week one, but week two, three, four. Uh, I really do like uh, big scores. Uh, I think the offenses start clicking a little faster than the defenses do. And uh, I, I think the Jaguars get out to an early lead in their division, an early lead in the uh, conference and the Chiefs. I'm not counting them out. Wow, that's, uh, that's, uh, well, that's
0: a lot to take in. To. Say, you know, you've hit the nail on the head of the analysis. So I'm going to look at the, the fantasy side here. It's it's a Chiefs secondary that's, I think, fairly um, – Fairly vulnerable to bowl, 220, 250 touchdown. to Jared Goff should have been more one hundred eighteen yards in the ground. Rounds over almost four hundred yards to Detroit. Uh, um, yet it's going to be an offensive showcase. I like I like me some Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne in this this um this matchup. And I also kind of kind of kind of dig some uh, Zayden. He had a he almost had a really nice catch in the back of the end zone. It's going to be a slot slot receiver game for him. Could see him getting open catching a touchdown too. So. Moving on on No, yeah, I, I
1: I think the Jags they they, they game plan this right. They'll come out of week two looking like one of the most balanced offenses in the yeah. in the in the league. Um they they've got the weapons to do it. They got a quarterback making all the right moves right now. Uh I think no it's uh it's not future. It's the right now Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals. It's
0: a 46, 46 over under. Cincinnati 3.5, my favorite. Uh, Joe Burrow had 82, <laughs> yards, 82 yards passing in the first, first year. Granted, it's against Cleveland, which we should have talked about how he's just cursed against Cleveland, which nobody nobody knows. Um, Jamar Chase looked like crap. Uh, Joe Burrow is a, a notorious <laughs> starter Against. Baltimore that won 24-9 against Houston, but I Houston, feel thought that, that Lamar Jackson played probably one of the worst games of his career. And, and uh, 69 yards and interception and Coming in week two. It, this is kind of a gimme or a toss-up. It's similar to the first game we talked about. If Cincinnati State starts 0-2, they inevitably will bounce back. That's kind of how the NFL NFL teams these games now, all their kind of extensions of the preseason. It's still 0-2 in a tough division,
1: and it's Baltimore. I can't agree more. Um, the Bengals and the Ravens, I mean, going into this game, week two, I, I'd like to ignore the week one records. Uh, they, they are important because this is a division matchup, but uh, I think uh, I think we can agree that both quarterbacks are off to a little bit of a slow start. The Bengals had a tougher week one opponent, uh, you know, a week ago, going into this game, I'd give the edge yeah. to the Bengals, but at this point, they look pretty evenly matched. Uh, but with a, a Cincinnati three-and-a-half-point line, man, I I want to take the Bengals to win this. I think Joe Burrow, he's got ice in his veins. Uh, that roster's uh, a really good one, playing at home. I like them to get right in week two, but I got to take the Ravens to cover I think this one comes down to the wire I think it's a three-point game not a four-point game so I'm going to take the Ravens to cover that three and a half even though I'm not going to take them to win I'm taking the Bengals in a close one Um, and uh, this this might be a battle of the O-lines the guards and the tackles I like a lot of uh, between the tackle running in this game from both teams Um, if you've got running backs on either of these. I get them going this week. Um, but uh, I, I think the difference here is going to be a uh, like a, a chase TD. I think that's what it's going to come down to. So I like the Bengals to win. I like the Ravens to keep it real close. And this is going to be uh, one more in a long rivalry between these two quarterbacks. Uh, these are two... These are two teams that are for real. Yeah, Any time, it's, yeah, I look like the defense. Defense led up 10 it's yards. It's
0: gonna be a great game um, on the ground last week. 40 carries. I mean, granted, it's, it's Cleveland's best offensive lines in the the game. Uh, however, um, you know, Atlanta uh, they got a good offensive line, and I do think that everything you said is true. It's a battle of the O lines. It's a it starts for running backs in fantasy. I already mentioned the two boys. I think you got to pick up, pick up if you, especially if you get a hand J.K. Dobbins. But just but just because. They're gonna get in the end zone. Uh you said it's an over or an under. Do you want to mention that? Yeah. Uh, it seems steep.
1: Uh, I, oh, I, to ooh, me, 46 and a half. Man, that's tough. Um I I, I uh, think So we can assume okay, Jamar Chase I'm wins the game,
0: as drivers yeah. are saying, with a touchdown. He's gonna to score touchdowns for Baltimore. Lamar Jackson has we mentioned it last week, hasn't played. I don't think he had played since like week 9 of last year. And I wonder, he, he didn't play much in the preseason season. Still getting his wheels bearings going. I it's a yeah, it's starting for for fantasy, it's the running backs um and if you're doing defense, Roquan Smith. My goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. it it if you drafted Jamar Chase, you're not benching him. He might he might not be your best receiver this week. You can't bench him. Uh, I like Jamar Chase to put this away after being down by four. Um, that's why I got to take the that's, reference to the that three And addition, I think this turns out to be Running a three-point game.
0: I'll wait. two. This is an interesting game, interesting game to me. It's, uh, boy, I don't – I feel like this is an over. Um, it's Seattle at Detroit. Five-point favorite Detroit. It's over, over under 47. I only say I feel like it's an over because over we watched know in Seattle just get Bombed by LA last week, and probably, and probably the most one of the most probably the most under under the radar surprising losses of the of the season uh, week so far. Um, Seattle it just looked bad in secondary, um, which is weird because they got Tyreek Woolen and the kiddo from you know the first round pick from Illinois, right? Uh, and a whole bunch of other guys that they've drafted kind of high, and yet they got torched for, for three hundred fifty yards in the air, and you got to wonder. What's going on there? If they're just like gelling or if the communication or something, all Adams isn't there. Um, however, did, you know, Detroit can put points up. It, I think this is an over. I think Geno Smith gets back the so. Yeah.
1: No, I, I I like this game. I'm glad it's one that we decided to talk about. Franchise history. Uh, the Lions. <laughs> the Lions are off to the, the best start imaginable right now. Um, I, I I I've <laughs> I, I said it many times at the end of last season. I thought they were the best team in their division, in spite of missing the playoffs. Um, man, they're riding a real high right now. They they believe in themselves. They've they've got. Uh, some pretty underrated talent there. The depth is there. Uh, and the Seahawks, they, they could prove me wrong, but right now mm-hmm. w- what I saw last week, I got to take the Lions here. I like the over, just like you, Rob. Um, and I, I'm going to take Detroit to win by a touchdown, so I'm taking them to beat the spread. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the Seahawks, we'll, we'll talk more, I, I, I suspect, about the uh, the Rams in a, in, a, in a later segment, but, man, uh, the Seahawks really didn't seem to have an answer right there. Um, the Lions—they're playing really, really sound, fundamental, balanced football. It's a scary team right now. I, I'm, I'm telling you, as a Vikings fan, look out for the Lions. They are real. They were—they were real last year. They—they just—they started one and six last year. They had no chance of of turning that season around, and they. They still almost did. They almost made the playoffs after starting one and six. That's that's incredible. Um, and uh, uh, I'm I'm, look, I'm it's fairly a, confident. It's a Detroit in team. The Lions we already mentioned the starters.
0: Jameer Gibbs. Week. Gibbs would be a great start. This thing. Even if the way they contained the run last week for Seattle was was sort of uh, I kind of misleading. And Detroit's a very physical team. You said balance. Thirty four. Thirty four runs. Thirty five passes. I mean, we, we, what else do you want, you know? So 69 plays, to, to nice, um, 69 plays on the you on field, you know? That's a lot of plays for defense, especially Seattle. There's not a lot of depth. Um, that, that's Sometimes that's open up the pass game. I mean, let's be honest. And Detroit's good at that. they got good receivers. Monorah State Brown's excellent. I think it's a good pick for Detroit, and I think I like a Jameer Gibbs start here. Um and I think Seattle is going to get it back, but I just don't know where the defense is at. It's going to take a little while, and that's a lot of team a lot of good teams, is our own two so far in our predictions.
1: No, I, I i wouldn't shy away. I wouldn't shy away from starting a Seahawks running back this week. I think the Seahawks are going to try to get back to some real fundamentals, try and control the the game flow, control the clock. Uh, so these guys are going to get plenty of carries, uh, but I mean, the Lions, they looked great last year, they have a, uh, a quarterback that's been to the Super Bowl, and they they just went into the of City last the week, I think bay, the Lions, bay, uh, somewhat,
0: some it bay. This week. Um it's the San Francisco 49ers at the LA Rams, it's the San, Francisco, San Francisco, well, is San Francisco line, 8 point favorite, 44 and a half, half over under, probably wondering why I'm picking a, a game where the line is so steep. Um, I don't know why, but and I could could be wrong. I'm just looking at the Rams and thinking, maybe they're not as bad as we thought they were. And it's week one, <laughs> which says nothing about a lot of teams sometimes. But Sean McVay is still good, and it's an NFC West matchup. It wouldn't surprise me if no, the Rams come away with a victory just based on what they know about the 49ers.
1: I... I love this matchup. Uh, great division rivalry. Uh, the Rams' roster is better than they did last year, maybe not as good as they did the year before. Uh, the 49ers, still an incredible roster with one big question mark at the most posi- important position in football. Uh, excellent coaching matchup. You know, uh, Two young, uh, successful coaches, great coaches, loved by their players, know how to motivate their team. Both started 1-0. and uh, the 49ers, not so surprising. The Rams the Rams looked way better last week than, than a lot of people expected them to. Uh, I feel like Matthew Stafford reminded people that uh, he didn't just join a, a, an amazing uh, roster to get to a Super Bowl. He's always been great. We, we saw him be great with the Lions. He just never had that defense to complement it. I think this is going to be a much tougher matchup than the line would suggest. Uh, I have to take the Rams to cover. Um, man, this it, it's a tough one to predict the victor. Uh, the 49ers are spectacular, but the Rams, man, these these early season momentums are are not to be overlooked. I, I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. Um, that That defense, the Rams defense looked like it wasn't all there, even in spite of having some big names, but after last week, you know maybe maybe i've overlooked them uh maybe they're uh you know on par with the 49ers defense we could see a real tough game um i'm going to take i'm going to take the under on the 44 and a half i think we see a lot of good defense here An 8 point spread man uh th- this is am I'm, I'm i'm going out on a limb here uh, i'll admit that I'm taking Sean McVay and the Rams to upset. It's an eight-point spread. I think the Rams uh, remind everybody that uh, they're No, it's real. a good
0: call. Call the Rams, uh, man, and, on the uh, road. Uh, yeah, i they're like the Rams home. to win this one. Um, but regardless, I think they're going to play really good. I think they're just going to be back to where they were before. you got Matthew Stafford. You don't turn the ball over. You're able to just move and get, get some big plays from your defense. From your defense. You, Aaron Donald's healthy, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, excellent, excellent, yeah, excellent analytics and uh, in-game adjustments by the wonder kid, Sean McVay, uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, he's shown that he can get the most out of a weapon like Cooper Cup, but he can get the most out of what he's given. That's what we saw last week. I mean, he he did not look like a limited guy, and he had no, no big names to throw it to. Uh, yeah, they just
0: they figured they figured we'll see, right see how they work in the game. or i the more complicated defense. See how this one plays but, out. Um it's a call, and honestly, the the Rams have a good what the fourth the forecast seems pretty good. We don't want to overreact, but but I'm just saying we all know we all know. We all know. <laughs> hey, you know, you can't count, count them out. So that's why I'm buying and um peaking, uh, the receivers. Receivers, I'll just uh, those two receivers already mentioned. <laughs> and uh Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk continuing their dunes. They're just synced up with Brock Purdy. I mean, he just knows that on offense and it's all about really it's all about, um Shanahan's play calling. So at the end of the day. But we're gonna move move back here. I missed a game. Sorry. It's the Green Bay Packers, the Atlanta Falcons. This is an interesting line. It's a one point Green Bay over under forty and a half. I already mentioned Jordan Love. Um this game is interesting to me. I didn't realize the line was so close. We have to talk about this a little in depth and then go on to the rest of the game. But, um, I mean, what are you saying? It's two up-and-coming teams, which is weird to say about the Packers. But that's what happens when you have a young quarterback. And you have a long, young offense in Atlanta who really controls that tempo by limiting the quarterback's yeah. opportunities to make mistakes, but runs the ball extremely well and plays good defense.
1: So I I do think this is a really compelling week two matchup. I think that uh, even after just one week, it's somewhat safe to say that these two offenses really do run through the running back position, which is unusual in our modern NFL to have uh, an offense rely so much on a uh, on a running back one two punch. But both these teams certainly have that. Uh, they both have great. Uh, RB1 and RB2 players um you know I I understand the Packers having an edge here with their defense um and and honestly I I am going to as much as I love what's happening in Atlanta right now uh week 2 I I I usually do expect uh the the offenses to outplay defenses and I just think that uh, that it, it, as good a season as I predict the Falcons are going to have in their division, I think they're going to have a great year. It's going to be very competitive. Uh, I do like the Packers to take this one. Uh, One-point favorite, I'm going to take them to win by a field goal. Uh, so I take them to beat the spread. The 40.5 over-under is, is interesting because I, I do think that we're going to see a very uh, – you know, it's going to be slow offense, but fast game clock. You know, I'm going to see a lot of runs. the The clock's going to tick down quickly, uh, so I don't expect these teams to get, you know, 13, 14 possessions apiece. I think it'll be more like, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine possessions apiece in this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers to win, but even so, I do like the over in this game, 40.5, uh, I think it turns into somewhat of a slow-paced shootout. Uh, I, I, I like both these offenses. Um, like I've said already in this podcast, week two, I like the offenses over the defense. So even with two run-heavy uh, teams, uh, Man, I mean, uh, taking see, the over in this one, kind of wild. We were talking about Joe Green and Love, a win. but you know, not, not to mention, a beat the um, spread.
0: P. John Robinson had one of the wildest runs you'll see early in the season for a rookie Last week, and you have to start him. I mean, he's going to be on your starting list anyway. But if I had to give you some real matchups here, look, I don't think anybody can cover Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts comes to Green Bay's linebackers. Quay Walker, they're not. They're just run stuff. Run stuffers. I think he's
1: going to have a, you know, yeah. Well, and that, and that's exact, I completely agree. I don't. I, I do think the Falcons are going to stay in this game uh, for the reasons you just mentioned, but uh, but I do think that this game is going to be decided by the run game and the run defense. And at the end of the day, I do like the Packers. You know, Bijan Robinson he's an amazing talent. He's going to get to that second level, but that's where I think he gets wrapped up by the linebackers and even the DBs on on the Packers side. Even if they can't cover Pitts. I think they're. Uh, I I don't think that Behan Robinson is going to be able to break break free of that second and third level of the Green Bay's defense. I think that's the okay. difference maker. Well, we're going to move and, on Sunday. Uh, Sunday football. I do like the uh, Falcons Muffins to score the enough Patriots, to push 3. It 3 into 3 the 4, over Miami, but I like over the Packers to and half. half. All of
0: a sudden, New England can score points. It's not. I don't think it's by coincidence that if you change the offensive coordinator to somebody who's actually called play before that You can actually have a reasonably decent offense, and Mac Jones looks confident again. Confident, making arguably some of the best throws, some of the best throws in and and of Week One, the the pass he threw the Kendrick Bourne in the back of the end, back of the end zone for a toe tap down on a seam route, probably one of the best placement balls you'll see you'll see you know, this year. You know, and um, it could be shootout. Uh, you know, uh, uh, shootout. Although New England's defense is defense is really good, I don't trust Miami. I'm buying Kent Bourne and a lot of the other position players from New England, England, and uh, possible over, which is a crazy (laughs) thing for a New England Miami shootout, you know? Uh, Yeah, no,
1: I mean, 46 and a half, um, you know, it, it, it feels strange to say it. I know some people will disagree but uh in some ways the dolphins do feel a lot like the vikings of the afc they've got they've got an offense that can hang in there with any shootout but their defense is so bend don't break that they do get scored on a lot uh and I, and, I, and i i know the dolphins have some really good playmakers on defense they show up in big moments but ultimately uh, the Dolphins are relying on being the last team on the scoreboard right now. Uh that could change this weekend. Uh the Patriots um they they've got some things going. Nothing nothing to really uh sparkle. But uh but I do like this one being a shootout. I'm oh, gonna wow. take the over. Okay. Um uh but look, at I, the end of the day I, I, I do I, like I, Miami to All I say this is
0: spread. that New I England's really good at containing a star receiver. Christian Gonzalez had a really good first week as t b one hill i i don't expect him to go for two thirteen here's another stat new England's never beat, ever beat to its law he's undefeated against new England so it,
1: absolutely and, and i don't i don't think hill's gonna go another eleven receptions for two fifteen and two touchdowns uh but as good as the Patriots are limiting one star player, uh, Tyreek Hill is—he's uh, a special guy. He, he's not your average star wide receiver. He's—he's um, he's just a little bit more difficult of a weapon to take away. And I feel like the more the, wi- the the more the Patriots have success limiting Tyreek Hill, the more I think uh, uh, what's his name uh, Waddle. Jalen Jalen Waddle, he's uh, he's your sneaky good start. I mean, let's face it. If you have Jalen Waddle, he might be he might not be your your number one pick off the the draft, but you're you're not benching Jalen Waddell. I do think Jalen Waddle is going to have a better week this week than last week because I expect the Patriots to do what they have to to contain Tyree Kill. But uh, in the end, the way the way Tagovailoa is playing after week one. I think uh, I think the Patriots limit Hill at the expense of uh, Waddle getting you know a buck fifty and two touchdowns, and uh, I really just I just think the Dolphins are man the Dolphins are overloaded on uh, offense right now, uh, and that's that's kind of why they feel like the Vikings of the AFC to me. I think they can hang in a shootout with anybody. I also feel like, as opportunistic as certain playmakers on their defense are, they're gonna let teams like the Patriots hang in there and push this to the over. Okay, uh, and we're uh, speed it up, speed that, it up a little bit. That we'll, uh, three point spread, three so it might our be important games. We're gonna talk about uh, the Vegas but Raiders, three point spread, the Buffalo I am Bills, the nine
0: point favorite to Buffalo over under forty seven. Jimmy G is forty seventh starter, um, and he's going at Buffalo. I don't I don't, yeah, I don't think road quarterback, but, but look he beat Denver last week through an interception, but looks pretty good. I expect I expect Josh to get back on the road. Would it surprise you for Buffalo to start Owen too? Well,
1: so that's that's the thing. This this might be the most important non conference sorry non divisional matchup of the week. This is not a divisional matchup, but man the Raiders have a chance to really start their season right. The Bills in their division, they're desperate to get back to 500. Um the Bills at home uh I'm going to take the Bills to win, but I do not like that 9 point spread. Man, the Bills the Bills showed, showed some real struggles week one. The Raiders showed a real ability uh, to move the ball. I know uh, that game against the the Broncos can be it can be viewed a few different ways, um, but the, at the end of the day, they put enough points up on an amazing Broncos defense. Man, Denver cannot ask more of their defense. They 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 need you know the the, the problems to solve are definitely on the Broncos offense. Um, but the the Raiders, they've got some momentum going into this. They take that into Buffalo. Um, it's a road game, but it's it's not Buffalo in November or Buffalo in December. It's Buffalo in September, and uh, if they're not careful, uh, the Raiders could take control of this. Uh, that being said, I, I like the Bills to win, but with a nine point spread, I got to take the Raiders to cover. I think it's going to be closer than that. Um, over under forty seven. Man, they're they're really good at these over-unders. I'm going to take over for now. I I do think uh, this game, you know, I've seen more out of both of these offenses than I've seen out of these defenses and and being week two. Uh, I've said it a couple of times. Week one, I I do like offenses over over defenses, but uh, week two, three, and even four, uh, I do think okay, uh, kind of moving into speed round here. We're going
0: to go through three and, games. Uh, and, I don't know like how on you're going to catch one. them other than Buffalo on, to on win, red zone, but uh, unless you really want to watch a nice one. One of them is kind of intriguing. So we'll start with that one. It's the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Anthony Richardson, Sage Uh What we'll assume assume will be matchups between the two. It's a one point favorite, to Indy, thirty nine or, or under thirty nine. Look, look, you're betting this game. You're just going to be watching it because you want to see what Anthony Richardson can do. We don't even know if he's going to play. He's hurt. Um and CJ Stroud. It just this this is kind of sort of sort of zen for many tales we hope between these two. Um so not much fantasy relevancy here, but here, but Trevor, you must have so
1: so so the fantasy relevancy here is a little under the radar. Um last week I had Pittman Jr. on my bench and uh, 8 receptions, 97 yards and a touchdown uh, Anthony Richardson, not an amazing uh, passing line in that game, but he did have uh, 4 yards per carry uh, 10 carries, 40 yards and rushed for a touchdown I, uh, you know in, in a in a wide open division 2 teams, 0 and 1 I do like the Colts to win this one Uh, I like them on the road. I think Richardson, uh, you know, he's not going to take a giant leap forward in his second game, but I think they capitalize on the things that they've seen him do well so far, and that's to, uh, you know, extend drives with his legs uh, and to find Pittman Jr. when he is open. Um, So I I like the Colts in this one. Uh, A one-point spread to Indiana, I take them to beat that. Um, The interesting thing here is the 39. 39, again, uh, week two. Chicago Bears is at Bay Buccaneers. I like the, is laugh, I like the Texans Bay uh, uh, stay in one. this one.
0: You, can't ex- but you but cannot not expect Tampa Bay to force four turnovers every, every week. However, you we can maybe expect that Chicago will turn the, ball, turn the ball over four times every week. And here we are. Justin Fields, a lot of question marks. And the question is, is, is why would you want to start him with the way he's playing? So,
1: yeah. So... Absolutely. So so this is a really interesting game, especially for myself. Okay, I'm currently in a two quarterback league uh, and Justin Fields was my first quarterback drafted. Um, And I'm still trying to make up my mind about whether or not to stick with him or do I bench. You know, I've got Kirk Cousins as my number two. Uh, Do I bench Justin Fields for a uh, Jared Goff or or a Matthew Stafford? Uh, Both had, uh, you know, not stellar, but still much better week ones uh, than the Bears. And uh, I'll tell you straight up, I'm going to stick with Justin Fields in week two. Um, As good as the Buccaneers defense is, and they really are good, they're not to be slept on. um, They've got really experienced uh, uh, linebackers really talented secondary, Anton Winfield. You don't have to tell me uh, about the pedigree as a Vikings fan. He's playing great ball. Uh, uh, Levante David, uh, you know, White. Uh, these guys in the the second and third level of the defense, they're really good. And and I do think they're going to make things difficult in the passing game where I think it falls down this week for the Bucks is uh, I, I think Justin Fields, he's just going to have a much better week two than he had week one with his legs. Um, I, I love the Buccaneers' pass coverage. I don't think that they're quite as prepared to uh, contain this mobile quarterback. Um, I expect Justin Fields to have a much bigger week two than he had week one. Um, I think uh, I think Baker Mayfield and the weapons he has with uh, Godwin and Evans and, and and how well we played, you uh, saw Baker Mayfield play in week one. Uh, they're gonna keep this tight. But uh, I'm taking the Bears to upset the Bucks in week two in Tampa Bay. Um, okay. the two and a half points. spreads. No, it's, okay. okay. it's always safe Bay. to take the over. We always like say win
0: when in doubt the over. Um, um and I'll be honest with you i low, low over on week, week, week two. I don't Chicago, like Tampa I'm Bay. taking the over on that. Kind of a fan. Herbert's been on my bench, but, but uh, might be some holes there. Vita Vea is still pretty, still pretty good. You mentioned the linebacker. I think they're going to have to really run the ball, ball a lot, and Khalil uh, Herbert, and to to be part of that running running attack. So, um,
1: well, and and I mean, I I saw as good as anybody how good Vita Vea is. In uh, you know blowing up the run game, especially between those tackles, he's he's incredible. Um, where Vita Vea doesn't quite deliver is containing a guy like Justin Fields out of the out of the pocket. Um, I, I I think I think uh, I, I'd really hesitate to start a Bears running back this week. Vita Vea was an absolute monster in between the tackles against the Vikings. Uh, he really bottled up everything they could throw at him in between the tackles, uh, but that I don't think that's where. Okay, Eli. Eli Chargers at, the at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, whether it's scrambling I'm or waiting. a designed run, load. I think they get him on the perimeter right, and, hey, uh, on, and really on. take me to
0: Only uh, rush Rush shower two. In case you're wondering, that's the trivia. Uh, um, it's uh, da da da. I the Chargers, Tennessee Titans uh, for point favorite to LA forty five. It's a team that is poorly coached. That's what it is. It's a team that's really good coached and poorly coached on the LA side. And I feel bad for Justin Herbert. Um, however, his running game is really good. So is so is offense. I don't believe Tennessee's defense is that good. Uh, Three hundred forty yards. Derek Carr put up against him So um, I expect I expect the line to be higher to be honest with you. I don't know how it's at, only at three. so. You
1: know, I, uh, got to take the over. Yeah. So, you no, know, I, I think the line should be higher. I'm, I'm again, 45 over under week two. I'm going to take the over here because I do think that I do think the Titans will find the scoreboard. Uh, but what i saw the chargers do uh week 1 against uh against miami uh i i have to take the chargers to win this one on the road uh they're going to beat that 3 point spread uh i think i think the titans are going to hang in there they're going they're going to play some very solid fundamental football uh keep the ball away from the chargers in the first half uh but by the end of this i like the chargers to uh uh, I think they, they really take away from this one. Okay, uh, gotta run to it, the last five here. For me, this is an uh, easy. It's okay. Pick. LA so we got is the win. New York Jets. beat the New York Giants and
0: point spread at the Arizona and Cardinals. The two five and a half points there, New, New York the over under and a half, uh, no question. What can you say, <laughs> Josh Dobbs and Tim Jones? I don't know. Yeah.
1: So, so, I mean, there's not a lot to say about this game. These are two teams that had abysmal week ones. Um, One of them played a much better opponent. Um, It's easy for me in this matchup, even on the road, to take the Giants. uh, I give a big edge to the Giants' coaching. Um, uh, Here's the thing I'll say about the Giants: Uh, they lost forty to nothing. But three of those touchdowns came from the Dallas defense and special teams. Um, I do think the Giants' defense is much better than their Week One score would suggest, and I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I like the Giants to play much, much more balanced football, if if not uh, sub subpar compared to the rest of the league or even their division. Uh, I like the Giants to play more balanced football, and, and eventually it's just going to be too much for the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals are in a you know, bad Jets, spot at right now. So I do like the Giants to Dallas, win by so touchdown. take the to spread. And again, 39-and-a-half yeah, over-under Welcome Back to the league, baby. you got to way play Dallas low.
0: in week two. Um, I like the over um, like the over they aren't well. fire. Uh, but, you know, this could be closer considering how Sauce Gardner could, sh- could shut down C.D. Lamb. Outside of them... I don't really know on Dallas's offense who that's. A, there's a kind of big play material. I, maybe Tony Pollard, but that's about it. You know, could be could be good. Yeah.
1: So this this is uh, this is some high drama. This is a sneaky good uh, pick for game of the week. Um it could be it could be really good. Um, this is the only one uh, so far where this low over under makes a little bit of sense because this is the game, in my opinion, by far with the best defensive performances from week one. The Jets defense, the Cowboys defense, um, they're just they're just good. They're good at all three levels, uh, D line, linebackers, uh, DBs it it's just a stacked defensive matchup here um i like Dallas to win uh mostly uh believe it or not i just i have more faith in the uh, cowboys uh uh quarterback um but man uh two defenses that showed us so much amazing play in week 1 i mean you just don't see that sort of thing so early in the season and, and to have them both playing each other in Week 2, uh, I, I do expect the defense to be the difference in this game. That being said, uh, I like Dallas to win at home in Week 2. Um, the over-under is tough, but for me, it's easy to pick the Jets to cover. Okay, A nine-point spread, that's too much. Um, and, and I'm not saying that uh, Zach Wilson is that good. Um, He is certainly serviceable with the, with the incredible weapons. Uh, We saw an incredible, uh, even at this point in week two, I think it's underrated the one, two punch of uh, Brees Hall and Dalvin cook Um, Dalvin cook being one of the best screen runners we've ever seen. You don't need an amazing quarterback to take advantage of that. You just need good play calling. Um, So I like this one to stay pretty tight, amazing defenses. Uh, You know, I'm taking the Cowboys to win. I'm taking the Jets to cover the nine-point spread. I think this is decided by a touchdown or less. The tough part is the over/under, 38. These defenses played so well. Um, 38, man. Uh, I, I, I have to. I have to take the over here. I think we're going to see Washington some Command- more. fantastic defense. Favorite Denver, but, over thirty nine. Uh, between the two of them, I like to take it. Uh, uh, you know, over if, if, if Czech were a fantasy football uh, stat, and
0: if you had Russell Wilson, nine, Wilson on like your team cover. He, well, probably you probably would have won week one. Let's be honest. If you honest, if you had Russell Wilson, Trevor, don't know what happened. To Russell Wilson. I watched the film in this game. In this game, the Denver Vegas game, and we'll make it make it brief. We have two more, and we're running out of time here, but. Russell Wilson doesn't does not have anybody to escape the pocket like he used to with the create. He doesn't have it. He he doesn't have it anymore. He's not the same player, and he's top top twenty five quarterback now. He, he's I think he's at the lower end. I saw I saw the the film. He's bad bad. He is regret not athletic. He, he
1: he really he really doesn't. He really doesn't. Um, I so. No, it it is it is um Ru- Russell Wilson is not the guy that they thought they were getting uh he's not the guy that 2 years ago I thought they were getting uh, I, i'm not trying to say that i i uh, saw this uh written before it's time um i i expected more from Russell Wilson as a bronco um at this point i do expect more from Sean Payton as a bronco um i think that he's too good a coach to squander week in and week out. This amazing Broncos defense. I mean, the the Broncos defense last week was incredible. Um, The commanders, no slouch on defense, certainly. Um, I'm taking Denver to win this one at home. Uh, I like both these teams to finish one and one. Um, I think that uh, you can count on Sean Payton. Along with guys like Samaje Ryan and Javante Williams, to uh, to make the adjustments they need to make. Uh, Wilson isn't the guy he used to be, but he's still a serviceable court- serviceable quarterback, and uh, and I think Sean Payton's gonna gonna be able to make that work. So I do like Denver to win um, three and a half points. That's the tough one for me. The over-under of 39, this is the one where I am I am going to take the under here. I like the Broncos to lock down the commanders. Uh, I, I, I don't think, as well as they looked in week one, I don't like the commanders against the Broncos' defense. That's how good I think the Broncos' defense is. Um, Sean Payton's going to figure some things out. So I like Denver to win. I'm taking the under. The three-and-a-half point spread, that's where it gets tough. Okay. Um,
0: just Smaji, PP, pee- Ryan, Anthony Williams. It sounds, it's, it's it's a really tight have to. They have to. They I like to. the Commanders. Own. It's just what to cover. That's the only way it's I think
1: Denver wins by three Denver. points um, or less. And so, but and so like moving on to Broncos possibly
0: double double headers. You'll ever on a Monday night, if, if whenever whenever they occur, but it's we'll do them at the same time. It's it's just for the sake of time. New Orleans at, Car- at Carolina, three point favorites over under thirty nine and a half. Cleveland at St- Pittsburgh, two, two and a half point favorite and a half over under. Bit uh, the same game, if you look at it on paper, um, and neither of them are very favorable to have on a Monday night, to be honest, as as far as entertainment value is concerned. Other than Bryce Young being the rookie quarterback in Carolina, um, New Orleans, well, I don't know with Derek Carr. I just I still feel like they're like a nine and eight, eight nine team, and Cleveland, um, you know, looking like they might have something with, with Pittsburgh. Can Pickett, pick it? I don't. Oh my lord. I, that's all I could say is on um, team, 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 team game game.
1: <laughs> so, so you know, these these are a couple of games that you really have to kind of go with, uh, with what you know about the game, kind of go with your gut. Um, Going into week two, uh, first of all, you know, the Browns and the Steelers, 38 and a half point over under, I'm taking the over right away. Um, I, I, I feel very confident that this game goes for more than 40 points. Um, what I saw in week one, I, I, I understand Cleveland being favored, uh, being favored by two and a half points. I got to take the Browns to beat the spread, um, but uh you know, I think, I think at the end of the year, the uh, the AFC North, it's going to be a really tight race, but the way things are going, week one, um, I, I like both these defenses, but the the Browns just have more uh, working for them on offense, and and the things they've got going are a little bit more uh, reliable, yeah. Yeah. a little bit less uh, left up to chance. And uh so yeah, I like the I like Cleveland to win, Cleveland to beat the spread. I'm taking the over. Uh jumping into uh are we gonna do Saints Panthers here? So Saints Panthers just moving right along. Um again it's another game that's interesting because it's another really tight race in the division. Uh obviously the, the AFC North is a much more uh, much more talented division, much more built to make a, a deep playoff run. But uh, here in the NFC South, they're 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 playing for a, a division championship. I, I don't think any team in this division has the what it takes to go all the way. And, and being a Vikings fan, I know what that's like. You're playing for the division championship. Uh, that's what you can hang your hat on. You don't know, have a lot of hopes of, of going deep into the playoffs. I really like. What I saw from the Saints in week one, <laughs> um, they're a three-point spread here. i got to take the Saints okay. to win. The well, Saints no, that's a good, good call.
0: Uh, and um, just as fantasy a concerned, under, again, I would start um, uh, I love run, running backs from the Saints, whoever think, that looks uh, like. I think these Jamal Williams push it into the over. I feel like Carolina's got like a pretty Saints to win. Line. I like the Saints to win by more um, than three. Redemption game for that offensive line in New Orleans. And then Cleveland, Cleveland, the line of the game. I said one of them, probably the best. They're incredibly good at run-blocking. on I don't think there's really anybody up front other than TJ Watt, Pittsburgh, that can hold a candle mm-hmm. to what they're gonna do on, on the line on the line. Um, Nick Chubb, there's some other folks. I can't remember who they replaced Cream Place Cream Hunt with brand last week as well. So so it's those rare things where I was like Smith Pirage Javante Williams, twenty plus, they gotta get twenty carries a piece piece or twenty tons Where you kinda like, if you got a handcuff, do you start? Flex, flex, running back one and two, just play it with what's on your roster. But I would, if you got, if you got them, uh, especially Devontae Williams and smart, Piran. I feel like that's like a given. They have to run the ball. Ball. They have to have at least forty forty, 40 touches on the ball on the running game for Denver, and that's not a joke. I'm telling you, I watched the tape, and I hate to keep. I'm not trying to keep us on the air longer. I just, I couldn't believe, believe how bad Russell Wilson looked against Vegas and it's incredibly it's just sad that that he that's what's happened into his game he can't roll out of the pocket anymore he just I saw him go he, he tried to get a first down on a third and four and he got three yards and didn't even extend the ball I, and he barely got up to, to three yards it was it was crazy and so yeah running games this week early in the season you have to start your running backs you have to start the good ones you got to look for for some other ones Teams are trying to figure it out. It's week two. So are week two. So are we, by the way. So are we.
1: Yeah. Well, and so I think uh, I think one of the only games we haven't discussed so far. Is maybe the easiest game this week for me to pick, uh, as much as it pains me to do it. Thursday night, uh, Vikings Eagles. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm taking, I'm taking the Eagles. Um, I think the Vikings are going to start 0 and 2. I think they're going to be in the hole trying to catch a 2 and 0 Lions team. Um, the Eagles. Uh, I, I expect the Eagles to get out to an early lead in their division, 2-0. Um, this being in Philadelphia, I mean the Vikings have struggled against this team uh, for the last six or seven years, but especially on the road in Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia having an incredibly balanced roster, uh, really sound uh, tactics on offense and defense. 49 over and over over under. I still like the over on this one. I think the Vikings. uh, I think they struggle in the run game, but they're they're gonna find uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, KJ Osborne, uh, uh, Hawkinson, all these guys. They're gonna. Kirk Cousins is gonna do what Kirk Cousins does, and he's gonna keep the Vikings in this game. Uh, But I like Philadelphia to win Uh, a six point spread. I hate to say it, I, I even like Philadelphia to beat beat that. I think they win by a touchdown or two, which has become their mo against this Vikings team. As well, that's as our show. General week um, I two. I think the Eagles are the most it's in balanced the books, roster by the time in the we NFC. get here. Week, week three, almost post uh, so October, which is really win. crazy to say out loud, Eagles but to win by, by at least seven points football season points. And taking it over happens. on the forty-nine.
0: So um, until next time, we'll be here covering it all. Week <sighs> three. <sighs> Feel free to subscribe, like, and download. It's much appreciated. Share, share to the people. I have no outro here that's significant. However, I hope you enjoy week two as we enjoyed week one. Football's back. I'm sure you have multiple TVs in your house. If you're listening to us, you're probably you're probably a football or you're a family member. <laughs> enjoy, boy, week two. time. We're out. uh <laughs>